work life and my family life and I have a much better balance. And you need to have some time out to regroup, restoke the fire so that you can be a better person for it. If you're not in a good headspace, you can't deliver things with clarity. Spend a bit of time, step back, take a breath, go for a surf, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, unwind and then come back and you'll be better for it. And your business and your staff will be better for it as well. No one, will, no one likes an angry boss. We're here with Steve Darcy, and he runs a company called Local Fire. They are localfire.com.au. They are based in the Sydney, Australia region. They are a dynamic fire protection services firm with expertise in all aspects of fire protection. And Steve here has been through the ups and downs of life and of business, and he's built something amazing, and he has a lot of kind of unique insight into problem solving, coming out the other side, standing out, being unique in the marketplace. So, Stephen, glad to be talking to you. G'day, Rob. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm not sure if we met before. I know you because we've been working together on this book you have co-authored with Pat Masidi called Course Correct. And I know that you are an expert and you've built this business for many years as far as fire safety and like sprinkler placement and planning and all that. But as a lay person, I don't know a single thing about fire safety other than point the fire extinguisher at the fire and run away from the smoke. So can you tell us if someone has not heard of you or your company, what do you do and what makes you stand out? We're, we're a family business, started off in 2020, sorry, 2002, so we're 20 years old. So we've been around for quite a while and we've built the business up with just me. We've got 15 staff now. I think what makes us unique in that we're large enough to be able to deliver a quality service, but we're still small enough to, we have a little bit more care factor with our client. Most of our clients we have fantastic relationships with, and we, they're not just a number. We, we've generated a lot of friendships over the years, and some of my clients have been with me from day one are still with me. So we tend to re retain a lot of our, our clients because we have that care factor and we build the relationships with them. I think building relationships is very important in any business. It's not just about your bottom line, it's about building relationships, understanding the client's needs and delivering on your promise. That's very important. And I've been thinking about this subject a lot more these last few years, just that kind of intangible idea of relationships and just the simple things, right? Like when there's some kind of long-term client and you're thinking about them for some reason, just send them a quick message. Or if a payment comes in, just send a quick message saying, hey, I received your payment. Or even if there's like a long multi-week project and it's been a while and I just can say, here's a quick update. Send one quick email, three quick sentences. Here's how it's going. And even just little things like, I plan on reaching out to you again in three days. So just little things like that have been more and more on my mind. So do you have anything along those lines? Do you have any sort of like just simple rules or principles that you apply as far as this whole keeping the relationships alive? Yeah, we're 
in a position where we have to maintain their buildings. So some buildings, we're there every month. So we have a lot of hands-on and working with the building management, strata managers, and we need to provide documentation for them. So that's a regular occurrence and it's a necessity in our industry. And so, so just, we do um, have- just to understand the service that, that you provide, I know you mentioned it a little bit in your book, you mentioned little things about like testing the fire system and the exit lights, but just to make sure that we're following along these, these buildings that you go into and you help out, like what's the service that's provided? Okay. So we, we maintain their fire equipment, their exit lighting, their fire doors, extinguishers, hose reels, fire sprinklers smoke detection we service and maintain all of those what we call essential services we provide a report on on their performance so if they've they've passed their minimum criteria for what they need to do we give them a report and we say that they've passed or if they've failed we give them a reason why they've failed we provide the documentation and then we provide an option on how we can fix it. Sometimes it's based on cost where we can help them save some money, but we all do it. We have what we call Australian standards and they must meet that minimum criteria for their performance. So once we've documented all that, we send the paperwork through to them. We give them some suggestions on which is the best way to go about it and we help them that way so then at the once a year then we provide documentation that has to be signed by us and by the client and that goes to their local council so that they can prove that their building is deemed to be safe and it's it sounds like my interpreting of this is that it's it this is an interesting philosophy in that you you cover the basis right you, there's a lot of moving parts a lot of items in the checklist and so you give this report where they can go deep and they can see all the details but you say first of all here's where you pass or you fail and then if you do fail then the logical logic branch is then you say now here are your options here's how we can then solve that problem for you and then also if there is a passing grade then here's the signature for you and for us that way that it can belong to the authorities and you can be up to snuff as far as the certification. So just in a business sense, that's a helpful mindset, right? Because it's easy to fall into one extreme or the other. Too many details are too simple, but you say, here's the checklist, here's the pass or fail, here's the solutions, and then here's the next step. And so as far as you've been in the business all these years, you've dealt with all sorts of companies, buildings, situations, what sort of challenges have you come across? Because that's always interesting to hear about the stories where you failed or struggled and then come out of it. So what have you been struggling with? So we've actually had changes in legislation with the government. We've had to upskill our staff. It's also tightened up the industry. The clients are wondering about why the changes And it's due to the fact that a few years ago, we had an incident where some young girls died and there was an issue who was responsible for that. We had the coroner step in 
and made legislation changes. So that really tightened the industry up, got rid of a lot of cowboys out of our industry. So that was one of the benefits. The other, but this, the flip side is this, that has come at a cost. So we've had to spend quite a lot of money to be able to sign those buildings off. Our guys had to be re-accredited. They've moved the goalposts again. So we're going to have to spend an exorbitant amount of money to be able to train those guys up again and maintain their diploma so that, so that they can be accredited fire assessors. And we've had to pass those prices on. So once upon a time, we used to give those certificates to the clients for their customer loyalty, but we now have to charge for them because it costs us a bomb just to maintain that. The other challenge we've had is since COVID, we've had to be quite flexible in how we've conducted our business. We've had to be a little bit inventive on how we could get around without without going against the mandates and the laws and the measures that had been put in place with uh, contests with, with people. We had to maintain distances. So it meant that we couldn't go into the tenancies and check inside of the tenancies. We've had to do just do common areas. We had to obviously wear masks and gloves and everything so that people felt safe. So we've got through that, but now the other issue that we've had is since COVID and since the vaccine mandates, whether it's related or not, I'm not a medical professional, but I've noticed that all of our staff have been vaccinated and we've had continuous absent absentees every week. We've got someone off sick. So whether that's related to that, I'm but it's something that I have noticed and it's been a real challenge for us. So we've had to be, we've had to multi-skill our staff so they could, when that they, one of their colleagues were off sick, they could step up and, and do their role. So we've had to, to multi-skill our staff and getting new staff has been an issue as well. It's just, it's very difficult. We've noticed a lot of people in our industry are really struggling to to get staff and so there's been a, for, a real fort short, shortfall so there's been lots of challenges and we've had to improvise and, and do things to keep the business running and keep looking after our clients yeah and, and, and all, yeah all that sounds like it could be very frustrating especially because it's completely out of your control the especially the government regulations they say here are these new rules, here are these new costs, here are these new mandates, and then things like employees calling in sick and that they're allowed to, there's no, you can't sneak into their bedroom and see if they're actually laying in bed. And so (laughs) some of these things just happen and then it's up to you to rise to the challenge and maybe get a little mad or feel a little defeated, but ultimately be presented with the choice of, I could give up and the business could fail or I could figure out a way through and then the business can succeed. And so you've listed all of these these frustrations and that many industries deal with. And it's helpful to, from the outside looking in, see what you're going through. But so as far as these solutions, what has helped you through? Like you mentioned about like training new people, but have you figured out any 
better time management, any better motivation, a way of looking at things? Like, what have you figured out as far as the upside and coming out victorious? Yeah, we've had to reevaluate our staff skills. We've had to train our staff. We had to look at their weaknesses and their strengths and help build on their and re-educate and utilize the strengths where we could. And we've had some changes. We've promoted some staff to in management roles, given them more responsibility and not micromanaged, but just help them along. So that's one of the, that was probably a beneficial thing that came out of this whole last two or three years is helping us to be able to improve our staff's performances and being able to improvise and, and be flexible and teach them to be flexible and understand other roles as well. So that when we do have a member off, we can still achieve our targets and our key performance indicators of we're looking at that at the moment, where can we improve? So we're, it's a challenge for, I think, for any business. And it's something that we're certainly investing our time in. And I like your attitude here, how the challenge has made you stronger and maybe forced you to use that term improvise and innovate in ways that maybe might have been overdue in a few areas, right? Like maybe maybe some of these people could have been trained years ago, but there was no real urgency and then you had no choice to. And even like being a little more organized and that you said less micromanaging and simplifying, looking at the KPIs. Like I think about that all the time of like how the pandemic especially, but in particular when a business becomes difficult, it maybe forces you to step up somewhat and say, I should have done this two years ago. I should have done that four years ago. And then it just, there was no motivation to, but then the the problem forced you to do it. And you've been going through this like revolution and letting your employees have more responsibilities. So in these last few years of changing things up and adapting, has anything surprised you? Has there any, any anything like that was a interesting lesson or aha throughout all this? We get aha moments every, every day. <laughs> we, yeah, it's the nature of our business. We do so many different different tasks that uh, it's been a it's been a big learning curve for everybody in our industry, not just us. So it's yeah, it has been challenging but I think with the last couple of years we've just been head down and working hard but it's made us take a step back and have a look and see how we can do things differently and see where we can improve in the past it's just been let's get this done how can we help the client we have 15 staff and over 4,000 clients so our days are always full We've, there's not a moment where we have any downtime, but the restrictions around the lockdowns and the mandates have forced us to be able to take a step back, take a breath and have a look at the business as a whole and look at where we can improve. Yeah, that certainly has been the upside out of all of this. I love it. Looking for ways to improve. And some of my, probably my two most favorite quotes, Stephen, are one is, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. 
And then my other favorite quote is, if you get tired, learn to rest, but not quit. And so hear both of those things in the, the lessons, the insights that you've been passing along here. And so in terms of improvement in the coming years or the coming months, do you have anything new and upcoming and exciting in the business that you're looking forward to? Yeah, we're looking at investing some more money into our technology. Um, we already have a good system and our staff that have been with other companies love our software that we've developed in-house. It serves us well and it enables us to grow as a company. So it will grow with us, but we're investing some more time. We've got professionals in to look at our software and streamline that, make it easier and faster. So for us, it's a time management thing. So spending that money now will save us time and money down the track. So we've, that's, we've forecast what we need to do and what we need to prioritize in our software so that we can get some things done immediately and roll that out and continue to make our software evolve so that it helps us to deliver our reports more efficiently to our clients. So that's probably our main focus at the moment is improving the software so that we can provide our clients with reports in a, in a faster fashion. Very nice. It seems crazy and ridiculous that just a few years ago when things were more paper-based, how sometimes you'd have to wait days or weeks for something to show up in the mail or for someone to hand deliver like a report or stack of papers. And it's amazing now that you can just dial up your email, your phone, anywhere you are and get up to the second updates about how a project is going. So this is exciting times, exciting stuff. And your website is localfire.com.au. And how can a business know if they are the right fit for you and your services. I know at the beginning, you mentioned that about how there's these regulations that are required, but if someone is just like looking for this particular solution for their business, how do you know if your company is the solution they need and how do they contact you? Yeah, they can contact us through the website. There's contacts through there. They can either call us or email us and we can help them over the phone. A lot of the times asking them, key questions on what type of industry they're in, the, the type of building they have, whether they have a current provider and whether they're looking to an alternative to help them out. We, we have girls in the office there that, that can talk them through that. And we've got guys that can go out on site and do a, a report for them. So we've looked after the daycare centers, the fish and chip shops, right through to the multi-story building. We've got the, the expertise to be able to help anyone. So our staff are very well trained. They're like our family. We call them our fire family. So they're all a great bunch of people that we love having with us. So we've, we're very blessed to be able to have the people, the staff that we've got. We, we speak highly out of about all of them and they all have different strengths. We have some of them are electricians, some of them plumbers, some are fire sprinkler fitters, carpenters. So we've got all our bases covered and the girls in admin are always there to, to at the first point of call for the client to ring up and say, hey, I need some help. And we've always got somewhere to deliver. 
on what we promise. Very nice. And Stephen, I'm always looking to be optimistic and grateful and count my blessings as far as the good things that are happening in life. And so as you're describing that, we can tell that you're glad to have this staff that it seems like everyone gets along and is passionate and is eager to help and is personable and isn't just it seems like your employees aren't just running out the clock finishing the day you call your business they answer the phone and they want to help solve the problem and they enjoy what they do and so it seems a very blessed business that you have which someone can find out about at localfire.com.au to find that contact information call the office get that information have the conversation and see what the next steps can be to make sure that your establishment is fire safe. Even if you already have a provider or looking for a new one, localfire.com.au. And as we're wrapping up our conversation here, Stephen, I know that we've gone from like business advice to like personal and psychology and productivity, but is there any sort of really helpful life advice that comes to mind? Is there something, is there advice that you wish you'd gotten back in 2002 when you first started the business that would have really helped you. Anything come to mind as far as just some just really simple, concise, but helpful life advice? Yeah, when I first started Local Fire, it was like my baby. And I spent many hours building the business and my family had to sacrifice a lot for it. Now that I'm older and a bit wiser, I now look at my work life and my family life and I have a much better balance and you need to have some time out to regroup restoke the fire so that you can be a better person for it if you're not in a good headspace you can't deliver things with clarity so spend a bit of time step back take a breath go for a surf go for a walk go for a bike ride unwind and then come back and you'll be better for it and your business and your staff will be better for it as well. No one will like, no one likes an angry boss. I love it. Very helpful. Renew, refresh, (laughs) take that weekend, take that nap, eat that meal, practice self-care, practice the balance in your family life. Don't neglect one thing for the other. And as you said, to reignite the fire to remain on brand with the whole fire theme. And so that website is localfire.com.au and the book is coursecorrectbook.com. Mr. Stephen Darcy, co-author with Pat Masidi. So we'll see you over at localfire.com.au. And thank you very much, Steve, for showing up and being honest and generous and genuine as far as you and your business successes. I appreciate it very much and I appreciate you too.